Hey, welcome to Learning to Lead podcast. I'm Paul Doherty. If you're joining us on YouTube, welcome. We have been doing this podcast for about a year now on iTunes. And if you haven't downloaded the podcast on iTunes, go over there today, download, click subscribe to Learning to Lead podcast. I promise you, you'll find some great content, great interviews. I'm sitting in our sanctuary today here at Victory, the main auditorium, I guess is what we call it, not sanctuary. Um, And this thing was built in 2007. My dad had dreamed for a long time of building this auditorium and having like a 5,000 seat auditorium in the city of Tulsa, which was kind of unheard of for a church. The largest auditorium in our city um, is a church down the road that's definitely not as big as this, is more in the two to 3,000 range. And so it was a big vision that my dad cast to our church and said, hey, listen, let's reach all the people in our city that we can. Well, right after he built it, he passed away. And I remember we had just been meeting in our sanctuary about a year and a half before he passed away. And I remember just feeling so discouraged when my dad passed away because I was like, man, he just finished this vision, this dream that he had had for so long. Our church had been mobile prior to building this. We had been meeting um, in a big auditorium across the street at Oral Roberts University. Um, And so we had church there every Sunday and Wednesday nights we would set up in our school gymnasium. And so when he passed away, thousands of people left the church and I just felt so discouraged for a lot of reasons. One, my dad was like my best friend. He passed away. He wasn't here anymore. So every day I was reminded walking into the building that he had built and that I went to school in um, that because our school and our church auditorium are connected. I would be reminded that my dad was gone. I'd be reminded that my best friend, my pastor, the leader, the visionary of our church was gone. And I remember during that time my confession got really um, negative. And when I say confession, I mean the words that I would speak over my life, over my future. Um, the Bible talks a lot about you know, the words that we declare, that there's power in our tongue, that life and death can flow out of the confession, uh, the words that we speak. Uh, in the Catholic Church, the word confession means to go to a priest and confess your sins. Um, Now take that in context of the words you speak over your life in general or just the words you say over yourself in your head. If all you're saying is how bad you've been or how bad things are in your life, you're going to start just living in that discouragement, that depression. That's what I was doing. I was constantly confessing the negative things that were happening in my life, walking into this auditorium, seeing more and more empty seats because my father had passed away and people, it was really hard for them to come back. Um, During that time, my mom was leading the church and it was hard for people to accept a female pastor, female preacher, um, which boggles my mind because God uses both men and women equally in the Bible and uses them to do lots of different things. But I'll save that for another podcast to answer your question about females pastoring or preaching. Um, But my mom was doing a great job. It was just hard. Then my mom asked me to start preaching on Saturday nights. And that was even harder because I was coming into our Saturday night service, which already was a low attended service. The morale had been really shot when my father passed away. I'd come into this room and so many empty seats. I just felt so discouraged and defeated. And then I was saying these words, confessing things are never going to get better. My best days are behind me. Ever since my dad passed, we're never going to see this auditorium full again, right? I'm just saying these words and I'm walking in this confession of negativity. And I remember this one Saturday night, I drove up to the church 
I didn't want to preach, but I had to preach that night. Um, the reason I didn't want to preach is not because I don't like preaching. I love to preach, but I just felt like I was preaching to nobody and that the people that were here didn't really want to be here. And so it just felt so discouraging. So I'm, I'm, I stop in the parking lot that night and uh, look at the auditorium, look at the outside of our, our church building. There's a big cross outside. And I just said, Dad, why did you build this big auditorium? You know, I'm talking to my dad like he's listening to me, like he's up in heaven and he's peering over heaven, listening to me. And I just heard God say, so God interrupts my thoughts. It wasn't an audible voice. It was just right here in my heart. God said, change your confession, change the narrative. And I'm looking at the outside of our church. I haven't walked inside yet, but I just heard God say, change the narrative. Start speaking life over your future. Start confessing hope over this church, over your family, over your marriage, over, over your attitude. So I remember sitting in my car, I'm like crying. No music is on. Some of my favorite encounters with God aren't during a church service and aren't during a worship moment but are just a moment in my car, you know, a moment where it's just quiet, me and God. And so I, I pulled out a napkin and a pen, and I started to write down this, this confession, this positive, hope-filled confession, even though I didn't believe it. And sometimes you have to speak it even before you believe it. And you might say, well, that feels fake, that feels forced. Why would I say something that I don't mean or that I don't believe? Here's the thing about confession. If all you do is say what you feel, you're going to constantly talk out the negative vibes of your life. You're going to be on a roller coaster of emotions. But when you start, there's power in positive confession. And even non-Christians know this, right? I mean, there was a book written years ago called The Secret. And, and it wasn't by a Christian. It was tons of non-Christians that discovered the power of positive thinking and positive speaking, right? This is Tony Robbins kind of stuff. But listen, God's the one that invented positive thinking and positive speaking. He's the one that came up with it, that it changes your attitude, changes your perspective, changes your friendships, changes the way that people enjoy being around you. No one wants to be around a constant grumpy guy. No one wants to be around a constantly negative girl. When you start changing your words, your confession, your thoughts, you start changing the way that people even enjoy being around you. You start changing the way you enjoy being around you. And uh, so I'm sitting in the car and I start writing down on this napkin, I'm here on purpose because I have a purpose. And I remember just sitting there and just going, man, I don't know. Do I have a purpose? Am I really here on purpose? I, I don't even know if I believe this, right? And you're, you're probably watching like, why wouldn't you believe that? The reason why is because Life was really hard during that time. My dad was gone. He had passed away. It was a sudden death. Cancer really took fast, you know. Um, I mean, it just, it, the cancer that he had was so quick and so fast that when it killed him, no one expected him to pass away that soon. Um, on top of that, the church, the finances, the attendance, everything was decreasing. So nothing around me felt purposeful. In fact, everything around me felt negative and bad and yet God was saying start declaring that you're here on purpose that right here this season this moment this hour the same God that leads you to the mountaintops also leads you through the valley the same God that leads you beside still waters also leads you through the valley of the shadow of death I know you don't feel like this is purposeful but start declaring I'm here on purpose because I have a purpose so that was the first thing I wrote the next thing I wrote on the napkin is my heart is open my mind is ready to receive. Now that was a thought that I said, I can say that because the reality is I, I, I want more. I want more from God. I want more from this life. 
I don't feel like I have it all. I don't feel like my heart is complete right now. I feel like it's broken. So yeah, my heart is open, open for healing, open for help, open for some, some, some new revelation, open for a better future. So I said, yeah, my heart is open. My mind is ready to receive. And then I wrote this because God's not finished with me yet. Man, when I, when I wrote that on the napkin, I just start bawling because I was like, Man, I guess, I guess that changes everything. If I believe that God's not finished yet with our church, with my life, with my marriage, with my family, with my future, then anything's possible. And so I wrote that on the napkin. The next thing I wrote after God's not finished with me yet, I wrote, my best days are right in front of me. Man, when I wrote that, I did not feel that. I didn't believe it. In fact, I was like, I can't even write this. It feels fake, it feels forced, but I did. My best days are right in front of me. And I even stopped there. I said, are they, are they right in front of me or are they like 20 years in front of me? Is it, is it like soon or is it a long ways off? And God said, no, 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 they're right in front of you, Paul. I know you don't feel it, but I want you to say it. I want you to confess it. Right after that, the final line I wrote was, and I have victory in this life because Jesus lives in me. That was it. That sealed the deal. I started confessing that on a daily basis. In fact, that Saturday night, I walked into this auditorium, even though there was a ton of empty seats and uh, it was a discouraging night. I said, we're going to say a confession together. So I want you to stand up and say this with me. This was like five, six, six years ago. Before I was the pastor, I was just the Saturday night preacher. My mom was serving as the lead pastor. So I, I had them say the confession. Then I started doing it every week. Then when my mom said, it's time for you to start preaching on Sundays, I started doing it on Sundays. People were like, this is silly. This is ridiculous. Why is he saying this? Why are we doing this? Then when I became the, the senior pastor of Victory, I said, we're going we're gonna to do this and we're going to go all out. We're going to lift each other's hands up and say it every single service. And people were like, why are we doing this? This is so cheesy. It's children's church. But I said, listen, we're going to start getting our confession in line with God's vision for this church and for your life. You know, now we've been saying it every weekend, ever since I've been the pastor, and people look forward to this confession. I've had people come to me and say, I didn't get much out of your sermon this weekend, but I got a ton out of that confession. Man, that confession changed my attitude, changed the way I was coming to church that day. I left feeling more hope-filled about my future. And listen, that's kind of the story of the Victory Confession. Maybe you watch us online or on TV, or maybe you listen to this podcast and you've heard about the Victory Confession. That's a little bit of the backstory. I'm convinced there's power in our words. And I believe if you You'll start speaking what God believes for your life, for your future. You'll start changing your attitude, your outlook. People will feel different around you. And I want to encourage leaders out there, change the confession, change the narrative in your organization. If people aren't declaring something positive about the thing that they're a part of, get them declaring that together. Come up with your own confession if you want to, or use the victory confession. Steal it, make it yours, and, uh, and start declaring a brighter hope, a brighter future for the thing you're a part of, because God is not finished with you yet, and your best days are truly right in front of you, and you have victory in this life because Jesus lives in you. God bless you. Thanks for listening today. Thanks for watching today. Stay connected to the Learning to Lead podcast.